0: Pass the block. Here come the aces on the run. De-energizer. Looks for Ty Young. Sprints to the hoop. Caught the glass. And good. Good. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Oh, mercy. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Show. And here we go. Get ready for the fourth quarter of game number four. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor.
1: He's going to let one fly. Chance of three. Chance three. De-Energizer put a three from half guard.
0: Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? T.C. Margin. There were six seconds to go. And De-Energizer hit a wild, crazy, improbable three. Give the aces the lead. The doctor is now in. 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 Hour number two, live from the Westgate Las Vegas, the world famous Super Book here. TC Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house, of course, as he joins us each and every Friday. Our handicapper extraordinaire. We want to thank Jay Cornegay, the vice president of operations. Here, talking about all the prop bets, the Super Bowls uh, uh, wagering, and the Avalanche. Of money and the lovely Beverly, Bev is here. She's our staple. I mean, there's not a better cocktail server in the city. I believe she won cocktail server of the year. i have reigning like four straight years in a row now. Isn't that true? I mean, that's why she has all those medals, you know, around her neck. Oh, she's uh, rolling around here at the Westgate Las Vegas. No better place to be. Make sure you come on by, check it out. And don't forget, concert-wise coming your way here at the Westgate next weekend. Cool in the gang. That's right. Yes, yeah, Skid Row will be here uh, coming soon as well, too. I got a feeling I'll be getting some some requests for that from probably Marco and uh-huh. and my good friend Jiggy. No doubt about it. If I, if I can talk you guys into Cool in the Gang, though, I mean Jay Schrader wants to come see Cool in the Gang. Uh, I him. And Marco's I'm, coming. Yeah. Well, the reason, only reason Marco's coming. <laughs> tell the story. The only reason why you you're
1: going, Mrs. D'Angelo wants to. Go, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what you're saying? Happy, happy wife. Happy life. <laughs> I
0: just want to see Marco get down to a little jungle boogie. That's what I want to see. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah, this is true. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Yes, Cool in the Gang, uh, next Friday and Saturday night, the 10th and the 11th. And uh, Robert Cool Bell uh, scheduled to join us next week, uh, the the founder of Cool in the Gang. It was great seeing George Clinton here a few weeks ago. George Clinton, 81 years old, still doing with uh, Parliament, Funkadelic. Uh, Yes, doing the Atomic Dog here a couple weeks ago at the Westgate. So great stuff great concerts inside the International Theater and we will have tickets that will be given away for Cool and the Gang and all the concerts here at the Westgate uh, as well and Barry Manilow is is coming back as well too so you're part of his residency here. Alright so we continue on here on this uh, fabulous Friday. Again it, it seems a little void Marco because it's we don't have a football game Sunday so I'm, I'm still a little, not angry but angst about that you know but uh, anyway, that's okay. But uh, next, next Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, we will be actually doing the show here Thursday and Friday next week. Oscar Goodman will be uh, joining us on Thursday. Uh, Scott Spritzer will be here on the next Friday. Cool. Uh, Jay Schrader. So we'll have a, uh, a jam-packed uh, dais here for our Super Bowl Sunday extravaganza, which will be on our Friday show. So we got all that happening and a whole lot more. But uh, right now we're going to talk a little Las Vegas Aces basketball right now. And we uh, touched upon that in the uh, opening segment of the show. But now we uh, get ready uh, for training camp. It'll be starting right around the corner. We talked about the free agency period that uh, we're smack dab in the middle of. And the Aces made some key signings uh, with Candace Parker and Alicia Clark uh, now joining um, uh, the Aces. And join us right now, the uh, Aces All-Star guard is in the house, now uh, approaching her sixth year. Does this sound kind of strange? Five, fifth year? Fourth year? I don't know. Eighteen? Nineteen? got to do my math, right? Yeah? Fifth year. Uh, the one and only Jackie Young in the house. Jackie, what's happening? Nothing much. How are you? Good. Good seeing you. You too. So how has uh, the offseason been for you?
2: Uh, it's been good. Uh, just getting back at it. Um I mean, we're working out, individual workouts, lifts, treatment. Um, so really just trying to get back in the swing of things, get in shape for season.
0: All right. So talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the offseason from a non-working-out standpoint. No, I mean, you get the championship. I mean, how, how long did that championship celebration last for you?
2: Uh. I mean, pretty much just after the, the parade. After the parade, yeah. that was it? So, yeah. Okay,
0: now I'm getting I'm get, I'm get back to work. Yeah. A little uh, chill
2: time. Yeah, it took a little bit of time off, you know, just try to rest and rest the body a little bit. Um, mm. But now we're, I mean, it's February now, so just getting ready for training camp.
0: It is. All right. Uh, Jackie Young, Las Vegas Aces, All-Star guard, the uh, WNBA's most improved player of the year uh, last year. And I know that we had talked uh, about that towards the end of uh, last season. But uh, talk a little bit about receiving that award and what that award means to you and the recognition that goes with it.
2: Yeah, it meant a lot to me. Um, I think it was very obvious that um, I needed to expand my game to the three-point to the three-point line. And so um, whenever we got the new staff, uh, me and Tyler quickly connected, and we just made a few tweaks on my shot, and that had been the, like the biggest thing. Like, yeah. Um, I worked on myself my uh, mentally mm-hmm. and so I think that also helped but really just a few tweaks and getting a lot of reps up and so I think it just kind of shows that um, that I've put in the work you know I just try to come back a better player each year and so um, just being able to shoot the three um, and make it at a, a higher percentage has been uh, the biggest difference.
0: It was very noticeable. Uh, you know to me, I think a lot of fans, th- the adjustments that you did make with your shot. There was more arc on your shot, uh, the follow through, everything And again, that's that's not an easy thing for someone who's used to shooting, you know, the way, You know, players do. And so, I mean, commending you for for that. And, uh, again, your scoring increased, everything increased. But I think, you know, the way that you approached your game and the confidence uh, that really showed out as well, too, uh, just congrats on that. Because, as you know, a lot of players, it's hard to make adjustments to their game, especially shooting, isn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think you just have to... You know, buy-in and trust the process. And that's what I did with Tyler. Um, I knew that he could help me a lot. And so uh, he just stay in the gym with me before practice, after practice, mm. you know, until I felt good, you know. And mm. so we just got a lot of reps up, a lot of shots up. And that's what we've still been doing. And, you know, just trying to, you know, just keep it consistent, mm. you know. Um, going into the season, yeah, we tweaked it. Uh, but it was working, you know. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think just continuing to just – put in the work is the biggest thing
0: so we're seeing Jackie a lot now and TV commercials. <laughs> see you uh, with my boy Chop, Chop Tobin, yeah, representing yeah. Uh, uh, the Tobin Auto Dealership. I think that's very, very cool. Talk a little bit about uh, about that. And, again, I've known Chop for, for many, many years. He's a big fan. You've got him coming to the games here a couple years ago, and I know that he he just uh, really loves you and your game and all that sort of thing. Uh, talk about do, doing a lot of the commercials now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um We actually shot the commercial a few months back, um, and so it was pretty cool. Uh, I've never done that before, but... Um, it was just—it was fun to be able to, you know, interact with them and be able to shoot that commercial. And I guess—I <laughs> guess you've seen it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of fans have probably seen it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So stepping out of my comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, first radio, now TV, right? Yeah, that's, right. That's that's a cool deal. <laughs>
0: oh, no, very cool. I think that's awesome. Uh, it was an incredible year for you. Uh, the individual awards, like we talked about, the the most improved player. But then, you know, you got the championship. And then you got you're coming off the Olympic gold medal as well too, as you know the year prior to that uh, with, with the three on three you and Kelsey Plum. Uh, describe what 2022 was really like for you.
2: Yeah, I mean it was great, honestly. Um, you just named off uh, a lot of it, you know, and so. I think it's just, it just shows just how much work uh, that we put in, you know, and just trust in the process and uh, the hard work paying off. Uh, we, we knew going into last year that our goal was to win a championship. Uh, we had gotten close um, in the past years, and so we knew that um, with this new staff and with Becky, uh, just everyone – bought in as soon as she was hired you know and we really built that chemistry uh throughout training camp and but our ultimate goal was to win a championship
0: talk a little bit about playing uh, for becky hammond and what uh that was like
2: yeah um i mean it's been great playing for her um, she cares about us more than just being a basketball player you know on and off the court and so um, just getting to learn from her every day, uh, somebody that played in the league for a really long time and um, has experience from the NBA, you know, um, and so really just getting to learn from her and and play for her has, has been great and um, I mean, we've learned a lot. Uh, she really understands the game and so uh, Just being able to play for her is definitely an honor
0: So you've been here you Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, kind of the core, you you know, going five years now, you know, being here. So you have kind of seen the way the evolution has taken place, not only with the Aces, but the WNBA here in Las Vegas. Uh, The MGM owned it at first, then Mark Davis came in to own it. And then, you know, he brings in Nikki Vargas and then Natalie Williams. And now you've got, you know, Becky Hammond as your head coach. You've got some pretty powerful women uh, that are... You know in charge of this organization and a guy like Mark Davis who obviously everyone knows you know as being the owner of the Raiders as well too. So talk about just from the beginning when you got here to where we are now and how you've seen this franchise really become stable.
2: Yeah um, it's just crazy to see just how um, Vegas really supports us you know the mm-hmm. city has our back. Uh, I think it really shows whenever you come to our games. uh mm-hmm. We have the best fans um, in the league, and they really come out, and we, we just try to put on a show for them um, every night, and our attendance has only grown every year, you know, and um, expecting it to just get better. I mean, since we just won last year, you know, uh, more people know about us now. You'll see us on billboards <laughs> and buses and things like that, and so uh, the, the city really supports us.
0: How do you like seeing your uh, your face on a billboard or a bus? How's that? <laughs> you ever expect that?
2: No, not really. But it's kind of cool. You know, like, who would I ever thought, like, you're in Las Vegas and you look and you see yourself, yeah. like, oh. on a billboard. Like, it's crazy to think but about. But see, I'm,
0: not, I'm sure this isn't the first time. I mean, you're from Indiana. Yeah. You're from a, a small town in Indiana. Town. You went to Notre Dame. I'm sure your face is plastered all over <laughs> general stores and everywhere. Gas stations everywhere, right?
2: That's true. That's true. <laughs> that that is. is. But you said Jackie it. Jackie, you grocery. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do a great job of supporting me back home, too. Yeah. Like, after we won... Uh, um, grocery stores and uh, convenience stores, they were just like yeah. writing like, congratulations Las Vegas Aces like all, yeah. over, all over the town, so yeah. it was pretty cool to see that.
0: So did you get a chance to get back there I mean, you know, during the off season to your hometown stuff, see yeah. family and friends? Yeah. What so was I've, that like?
2: Yeah, it's been great um, yeah. I was actually home for uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, so that's probably the first time I've been home in a while, wow. uh, for both um, holidays, but it's just good to you know, get back and yeah. and Spend time at home, you know, with my friends and family.
0: So what about Notre Dame? Have you been back there?
2: Yeah, I actually went back right before Thanksgiving uh, whenever they played Ball State. Okay. So, Yeah, it was cool to, you know, get back and um, just see them play live uh, in person.
0: All right. All-star guard for the Las Vegas Aces, Jackie Young, is joining us here today. Uh, Training camp not too far away. Uh, Incredible year that we talked about with the Aces winning the 2022 championship. You know, so many accolades for so many of your teammates last year. Asia Wilson, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Chelsea Gray, Finals MVP, um, Kelsey Plum, All-Star Game MVP, Becky Hammond, Coach of the Year, and of course we talked about you know you winning the individual award Most Improved Player. You know that is unprecedented mm-hmm. in WNBA history. Uh, do you realize just how unique that is? And then, I mean, just just talk about being around these people um, you know, all the time in collecting all that hardware.
2: Yeah. um, No, it's crazy to think about. After you name it like that, uh, you really just think about, like, wow, that's a lot of um, awards and recognition, you know. But um, it's just a blessing to be able to play alongside them, Mm -hmm. you know, um, some of the best in the league. Uh, Getting to play with A, she kind of just took me under her wing Mm -hmm. whenever I got drafted, uh, super close. And so uh, just getting to being able to play with them and, and learn from them. Uh, Chelsea Gray, I mean, she's been in the league for a while. She's a vet. She really understands the game and uh, just trying to, you know, see the game from her perspective and yeah. learn from her. And then KP, you know, uh, we love to be in the gym. We're always in the gym. <laughs> yeah. uh, Can't get you guys off the court. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to practice is over. Yeah. You know, and
0: which is cool to see.
2: Yeah, KP is um, one of the hardest workers, you know, always in the gym. And so, um... Yeah, we're kind of close because of that, you know. We've been together for, what, five years now, and um, we just like to put in the extra work together.
0: When you go back now, five years in this league, five years with this franchise, number one overall pick, and you go back to 2018, what were your expectations? Did you ever think that if you sit sitting here and we'd be talking about all of this, all these accomplishments, and what were <laughs> the expectations when you first got here?
2: I mean, I think it was it's always been a goal of mine to win um, a WNBA championship. So I think coming into the league, uh, that was definitely my goal. Uh, and we had gotten close um, in the past, but just weren't able to do it. And so um, it was just cool to be able to do it last year. You know, it's like I've won in high school, i won in college, and now I've won at the professional yeah. level. And so yeah. um, not too many people can say that, you know, and so – uh, and to be able to do it for Las Vegas. Um, I love it here. I love the city. Uh, the people really support us.
0: What's the best part about being on this team?
2: Oh, there's a lot. But I think just the the chemistry that we have. Um, you know, uh, we have a lot of fun off the court in the locker room. Uh, but whenever we step on the court, we know it's time to handle business, you know. And so kind of having that balance, you know, um, of just mm. – having fun, but also getting the job done when we know we need to.
0: Cool. Jackie Young joins us. Marco D'Angelo with me here at the Westgate Inside the Superbook talking Las Vegas Aces.
1: Jackie, uh, TC was nice enough to invite me and the wife to go see a game last year, and I admit, hadn't been to an Aces game. And for guys out there, you know, that, oh no, WNBA, it was a blast. And loved it. it. The intensity that you you and your teammates bring it's good to see it's not the load management of the nba (laughs) (laughs) this is true that's a pet peeve of mine (laughs) with the nba players but uh it was great atmosphere you guys give it all and gonna be a little different this year for you guys you're not the hunter anymore you're the hunted now yeah
2: Uh, kind of have a target on our back, you know. Uh, Everyone wants to beat us. Um, That's how it is for everyone whenever you win a championship, you know. And so, just kind of knowing that going into the season and uh, but, you know, just still trying to handle business and play the way that the Aces play. Um, And so, I think that's the biggest thing, just focusing on us and not too much about uh, everyone else and their expectations, you know.
0: So, you got some new teammates that you're going to see during training camp, right? You got Candice Parker, Alicia Clark, When you uh, heard the news about Candace Candace Parker being your teammate, how'd that hit you?
2: Yeah, uh just super excited um actually growing up she's my favorite player growing up yeah i watched her at tennessee yeah would sit courtside at fever games when she'd come play there you know so uh it's gonna be cool uh just getting to play with her she's definitely gonna help us a lot a vet has been in the league for a long time has uh won before and so um she really understands and i think understands the game and so i think she's definitely a good pickup for us and everyone's excited and looking forward to playing with her
0: Uh Uh, she's one of the greatest players ever in, in the WNBA, and she comes and joins really a stacked roster a, as it is. And for, for a veteran player, you know, like her, um, it, it says a lot that she would want to actually come and in, 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 in come here and play because, you know, she's been a leader. Uh, wherever she's been, and now she's going to be kind of like fitting in with a, an established group already, and it seems like she's very, very open to having that role with this team, so talk a little bit about uh, just, you know, you know, having her alongside Asia, yourself KP, Chelsea Gray, I mean there's probably not a better starting five that we can think of, uh, maybe in, in the history of the WNBA.
2: Yeah, I think she's um, really just will do whatever she can to help us win you yeah. know, um I mean, she's she's great at what she does, you know. And at the end of the day, she's Candice Parker, and she's going to help us out a lot. And so I think everyone is just, you know, super excited to be able to play with her. Um, yeah, uh, there's Asia, Chelsea, Kelsey, yeah, yeah. Bay, Alicia, right. Kayla George. Like, there's, I mean, I could keep going, <laughs> it's you know. And it's so, crazy, right? Um, yeah. No, I think it's just going to be cool to, yeah. you know, get going in training camp and, mm-hmm. and build that chemistry.
0: hmm So when you look at uh, Alicia Clark, okay, you give us some thoughts about her. I I loved her game when she was in Seattle last year. She played with Washington, but she's kind of like that Swiss Army knife. She can kind of do everything. So a lot of Vegas fans, you know, they may be familiar with Candace Parker. They might not be familiar with Alicia Clark, but she's been in this league for seven-plus years.
2: Oh, yeah, no. People definitely know who she is. Um, She's great at what she does. She can score all three levels, you know. Um, Her post-up game is nice. Uh, She can shoot the three, whatever, you know. Uh, She's a great defender. I think that's one of the biggest things. She's definitely going to help us on the defensive end, but at the same time, she can score the ball too. And um, I think she's somebody that just really plays um, their role really well um, whenever she was in Seattle and whenever she was in Washington.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Looking forward to this. Now, uh, next week you're going to be heading out of town because you're part of Team USA. You guys got training camp, you know, coming up uh, next week in in uh, Colorado, right? So talk no, in Minnesota. In Minnesota, I'm sorry, yeah. in Minnesota. Talk a little bit about uh, about that experience, uh, and uh, you and Kelsey Plum will be involved in that.
2: Yeah, it should be fun. You know, just getting to. Uh <laughs> Um, actually play play again it's been a while i mean we've been playing uh three on three and stuff in workouts you know uh but just to be able to go up and down and and play with um some good people that are in the league you know yeah. and and play live again but it's going to be fun uh it's my first time getting an invite well i guess i got an invited to five on five with the world cup but mm-hmm. you know my first training camp yeah. um with five on five so just super excited to be there and have the opportunity uh to play
0: that's going to be a, a great experience you know for you with that uh, and again you've played overseas a lot but you elected not to this year how, how does that make you feel and we understand why the WNBA players do that because they can make a lot of money overseas but it can be a grind and very very grueling what helped what may help you make your decision to stay put here in las vegas during this offseason
2: yeah, just trying to um, take care of my body um, and, you know, just get ready for the next season. Um, I had the opportunity to work out with the coaches, and so spend spent a lot of time with them working out and just trying to get better for next year and and really just work on my game. Is so
0: more relaxing for you, too, than not having to go overseas and play, you know, during the course of the winter?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's more relaxing and can focus on uh, my game a little bit more and, um just try to get better. Right. All right.
0: How big a football fan are you? <laughs>
2: uh I mean I watch it. I yeah? watch it. Yeah. You got a
0: team? Was it the I, Colts
2: growing up or what? No I, no, I no, I don't have a team. I usually just go with players. So
0: Okay. Yeah. so you, are you a fantasy uh football
2: person at all? No, not at all. Is yeah. that all right? No. Nope. Alright. No. Nope. So are you got any interest in the game next week? Yeah, I do. Alright, who you got? That's tough. I'm a I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Okay. Because I like Travis Kelsey. See, there you go. Yeah, he's cute, so I like him. If I'm being honest, Uh, he's cute, and that's why I like. Yeah, that's why I like. Cuter than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I'm gonna take Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like him. <laughs> Marco, if you're handicapping
0: cuteness, who are you going with? <laughs> I'm not touching that one. <laughs> That's it. Travis Kelsey over Jalen Hurts and and and, and, uh, and Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I I go I go with that. All right, you get you get a score. We're we're gonna write down your score. See if Jackie oh. Young she nails the the final score next. Now week.
2: that I don't. No. No, I have no clue with that.
0: You you do realize you get six points for a touchdown. Yeah,
2: yeah, I know. Yeah, (laughs) I know the game, all of that. I just, I just don't, I just don't have a score. Like, I mean, I watched both games last weekend, but it's just like
0: scores. So, who of your teammates are are like maybe football fanatics?
2: Oh, Kelsey, that's like yeah, Bay. Yeah, who their team? Do you know? Is uh, is Plum a Seahawks fan? I don't know. She's Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Oh, she's
0: Tom Brady. Yeah. And
2: then, uh, I forget who Bay likes. I can't remember. What about Asia? Asia? Yeah, is it the Ravens?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think we've had that conversation. I think you're right. Yeah, uh, Ravens.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Asia, no. <laughs> no. 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 Um, Who else is there? KB, I watched the game with her last weekend. She, Cincinnati, because she's from Ohio. Oh,
0: okay, right. So she
2: was mad about that. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great stuff. Okay, well, that's cool. All right, Jackie, we appreciate uh, you spending some time. It's always great seeing you. Looking forward to another fantastic year. Are you going to go on a limb and are you proclaiming (laughs) back-to-back?
2: I mean, I think that's the goal, you know. Right. Um, I think that's the standard for Aces basketball. You know, there we you go. came in um, to the season trying to win a championship. So I think the goal going into every season for us is to win a championship.
0: Right. Good deal. Well, uh Aces fans, get ready because it was a fantastic year last year. It's only going to be better this year uh, with the additions of Candace Parker, Alicia Clark, Kayla George, like you mentioned. Uh, Aces fans will get a good up-close personal look at uh, – it, uh, this uh, this new team, but basically you guys are really set because, uh, again, talking about Nikki Vargas and Mark Davis, you know, kind of securing this roster for the next couple years. That's a it's a very cool thing. And I think that's what fans love too, is they get a chance to see a lot of the same faces, and you, and Kelsey Plum and Asia Wilson, you know, being here for so long. and Now Chelsea Gray and like you said, Bay Raquana Williams, you know, you know, being here for you know a few years in a row now, that is really Uh, a cool thing and you have to love that as a player as well too to know that you've got that stability and you know you got this familiarity with your teammates on the court
2: yeah for sure um it's always nice you know just being able to play with players for so many years um I played with um Asia and Kelsey um ever since I got drafted you know and so just trying to build that that chemistry that chemistry each year
0: mm-hmm. good stuff all right we'll look forward to seeing you in training camp and remember the season will start at the end of may uh looking forward to jackie young all-star guard appreciate you girl
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Jackie Young, the All Star Guard for the Las Vegas Aces. All right. We come back. We'll talk a little more Super Bowl. We'll talk some college basketball as well with Marco D'Angelo. T.C. Martin live inside the Superbook at the Westgate, Las Vegas. T.C. Martin.
1: I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance.
0: The doctor is now in, 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 in.
1: Have a good week, thanks brother. Thanks, brother. Hey. Hey.
0: Hey. Hey. We're back here live at the Westgate Inside the Sportsbook. Of course, the world-famous Superbook. I want to thank Jackie Young for joining us, the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, fantastic season last year, 2022, with the Aces, and looking forward to 2023. Get your tickets. Get your season tickets at uh, laslvaces.com for that. And uh, another fantastic season. So always great to, to have the Aces players uh, join us. And Natalie Williams joined us the general manager yesterday and uh, Jackie Young today. And we're looking forward to that again. The, the addition of Candace Parker to the Aces and Alicia Clark. Just the
1: stronger getting stronger, Marco. Deep, deep. They're going to be a deep team this year. And uh, it's going to be a fun year. Looking forward to it. You got it. All right. So
0: as we get ready for the Super Bowl next Sunday. Um, what's your initial thoughts? We talked about with Jay Cornegay where the line opened at, virtually a pick'em, then some Kansas City money came in immediately, then boom, an avalanche of Philadelphia Eagles money, and uh, now we're sitting at right around the Eagles a point and a half favorite. Uh, we still got nine, ten days left of betting. What was your initial thought when the line came out on Sunday, and where do you stand today?
1: Well, my initial thought on Sunday. I had Kansas City as a slight favorite. I thought they would be just because of the the experience factor. Being there, how many times Mahomes has you know been to the Super Bowl already, and this being the first shot for Jalen Hurts, and I, I talked to you about saying reminded me of Dan Marino making it to the Super Bowl as early as he did in his career, and then uh, never getting back there, and of course uh, the Dolphins got slaughtered that year by the the 49ers. So the similarities were there, you know, established team, high octane offense, but to be honest with you. From that initial read on Kansas City, I'm starting to sway the other side, and that's the beauty of we got a lot of time before Sunday, and we're not dealing with a point spread where you're trying to beat the market and get to a number because whoever wins this game is going to be the point spread winner, I mean, unless it falls on one, which you what know. What was the last one or two point game that we yeah. had in the Super Bowl? Right. Yeah. Can't recall. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. So. Looking at that, you know, if we were dealing with a number where we were on either side of the three, that's a different, you know, different story because you you definitely want to get the best number. But I want to see the injury reports, and I know both teams are going to be coy about their injuries. But we saw what happened to Kansas City, obviously with Mahomes with his injury and how he was limited in doing some things. In the AFC Championship game, he gutted it out on you know the game-winning run, setting up the the field goal and the penalty afterwards, uh, getting the field goal closer. But they lost some, a lot of targets for Patrick Mahomes. You got to be concerned about not only is he going to be limited in having to stay in the pocket, who's he going to throw it to? Mm-hmm. Um, you know we know that you know Kelsey's going to get his yards. Uh, that's a given, but who's going to be that other guy to step up and make a play the running game is there but that's not kansas city strong suit which if you're game planning for philadelphia that's one of their weaknesses um defensively pass rush wise this is one of the best in the nfl now everybody's going to question the schedule and i including me we talked about it but Man, TC, when everybody thinks the same way of, of and says the exact same thing, that just makes me nervous. And you know, we don't have to go too far back. All we got to do is go back to the Cincinnati Buffalo. <laughs> don't bring game. that game up. <laughs> okay, it's bad memories. But TC, yeah. to every show you tuned into, people, whether it's your normal talking head sports show or it's actually from a gambling perspective everybody was saying the same thing mm. you got cluster injuries on the offensive line cincinnati's toast against buffalo and what they do well they are the ones that dominated the game yeah. in Philadelphia's here and everybody say your road to the super bowl was probably the easiest we've seen in how long for the super bowl let's face it they beat a giants team that really wasn't that good they beat a minnesota team that was even worse defensively and then last week the anticipation for we were looking for a heavyweight fight and there was one one punch thrown, and and the game was over when brock purdy went out game was over for san francisco first series for the niners
0: yeah first offensive series and and he leaves so again no uh and again i I brought it up on on monday and been talking a lot about it that I don't think the Eagles have been tested, and you talk about the regular season, and you talk about the regular season, well, they lost to the Washington Commanders at home. They lost to the New Orleans Saints at home, so those are some red flags. Uh, Eagles got a potent offense. They got a great defensive line, 75 sacks. I understand all that, but yeah, you have an opening round bye. You're at home against the Giants. uh, You you beat twice during the regular season. You pound them in the the first round of the playoffs or your first game in the playoffs, and then – you play a quarterbackless San Francisco 49ers team. It's true. And so it's like, how prepared are you for the Chiefs? So that was kind of my mindset, Marco, and leaning towards the Chiefs. But the Chiefs got injuries. All right? Patrick Mahomes, just because he won last week on that high ankle sprain, that high ankle sprain is not all of a sudden going to get better. People need to realize that. This is a three- to four-week recovery with usually you're off of it altogether. So he's not gonna be practicing very much. Didn't do anything this week. Next week we'll see what happens. But it's not one of the it it has to get better over time and not within this two week window and over time with a lot of treatment and rest. So that's a concern. Travis Kelsey with that back injury played well but he still has it. Now you got the wide receiver core. That's an issue. And, you know, for me, looking at this Chiefs team, they're really not the most complete team. They've got holes in that secondary. they got, you know, three youngsters in that secondary, you know. Um, Chris Jones is fantastic, but that was the first time he showed up in a playoff game. He got two sacks. First two sacks he's ever had, career-wise, in a playoff game. Uh, so the running game is a big question mark, I think, for Kansas City. So if you're backing the Chiefs, you it's just not this automatic thing i like hey it's patrick mahomes it's travis kelsey they're banged up but you have to be banking on experience right they've been in the super bowl three of the last four years so i think it's a tough handicap a lot of these super bowls we got kind of an idea after the championship games we start doing a little homework but i don't know about you but for me right now i'm still on the fence
1: i'm I'm there. I'm leaning. uh, Like I said, I'm, I'm heading back towards the Philadelphia side. The other part of it is, and we talked about that pass rush for Philadelphia, Cincinnati can't bring the pressure that Philadelphia will bring. And we saw that Mahomes either stepped up into the pocket, or when he did move, he moved to the right. He didn't move to the left, which if you're able to put pressure on, and you're bringing that pass rush and you're containing the outside where he can't move, he doesn't have that mobility. This could be a problem for the Kansas City Chiefs in that offensive line, keeping Mahomes upright. Yeah. We know that he's, you know, if there's anybody can throw off of one foot, you know, we've seen he's got everything in his arsenal. He can throw flat footed and still get the ball there on a dime. We've seen him improvise with sidearm throws. We've seen him throw the ball left-handed, okay? <laughs> where he was going down and just like kind of did a push, you know, push shovel with the ball. So that experience level is the big X factor, and that's what drew me, even an injured Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts on this day. And everybody just say, "Oh, he went to Alabama. He played in national championship games. Then he transferred to Oklahoma." Those were all, you know. Yeah, it is, but those programs that he was at were a step above now it's like you're playing against you know nfl team with experience it's a different speed and it's a different stage and he has to go through that media circus that you're going to have once they arrive in arizona they haven't been through that yet where the chiefs have with jalen hurts it doesn't worry
0: me because of what he has been through I mean, what he's been through in the last five, six years is unlike anybody's been. Playing with the pressure at Alabama and then having them bring Tua in, where Tua you know, was a highly sought-after recruit, and th- he was the heir apparent, and they basically were trying to push Jalen Hurts out. But you couldn't push him out because, remember, he was like 26-1 and one at the time as a starter, and then he, he got benched. All right. And then Tua came in, threw a pick, and then Tua threw the big touchdown pass against Georgia. And all of a sudden, okay, now it's all Tua. And then Jalen Hurts had to come back in when Tua got hurt. And what Jalen Hurts do? Win. Yeah. And then Jalen Hurts yeah. went to Oklahoma and, and did that there. Second-round draft pick by Philly. And a lot of people in the league and a lot of people in Philadelphia were like, why are you picking this guy? Well, this guy's been nothing but a winner. He is calm. He is cool. He's collected. And he's talented. He's very accurate and nothing phase is this guy that's what I've always liked about Jalen Hurts and here's this not a lot of people probably know this but Jalen Hurts actually talked about this last week do you know that he has not been in the same offensive system for more than one year until this year two years when he was in high school he had different coaches different systems he went to Alabama. Alabama went through that myriad of offensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. It, you, know, you go back to Lane Kiffin and you got got you know, other guys, that, that, you know, Sarkis. Different guys came in, and he was in a new offensive system every year. Then he goes to Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, and then he comes to Philadelphia, just gone through a coaching change. So now this is his second year, the only time in his playing life, mm-hmm. from high school to pros, that he has been in the same system. And we're seeing this guy, if he can do all this under those circumstances, now you give him a little stability. I, I'm just always been impressed with this guy. And a lot of people say, Oh, you're on the Jalen. You've always loved Jalen. Yeah, I do. For all those reasons I just said, because he's overcome so much.
1: But now think how comfortable he is. This is the most comfortable he's probably been in any system ever. Now that's a great point to bring up, TC. We talk about it all the time. And there's a couple quarterbacks in the NFL that you could say that was part of their downfall. One of them being Derek Carr right here in, in Vegas, all the different offensive coordinators and schemes that he had to go with. And as much as I, you know, I Baker Mayfield, it is what it is. But look at what he had to go through at Cleveland. And I thought when he finally, Stefansky got there, I thought there was gonna be stability there, but it didn't work out there. But he had a different head coach, different offensive coordinators. The whole time he was in Cleveland, it was just a circus of turnover, and you can't get any continuity uh, as a quarterback. And, you know, we've talked about that with, you know, when you've had Jay and uh, Steve Berline, you know, on the show. You need that consistency. So for Jalen Hurts, yes, but the one thing that he hasn't experienced, and you can't ignore it, is this stage in the Super Bowl. That's true. All right. Well, we've got, uh, again, a full week more to uh, to talk about
0: this game coming up next Sunday. Uh, the big news, obviously, this week, Tom Brady retires. And it, just, it was it's kind of funny because a lot of the Raider fans and even media people are saying, oh, well, now the Raiders got to go a different direction. I mean, there's no guarantee that Tom Brady was going to come here. And now they're going, now where do we go? Oh, now they're looking at Aaron Rodgers. Well, there's no guarantee that Aaron Rodgers is coming. And so the Raiders have a lot of questions here uh, with this. But uh, just a quick take about Brady retiring. We kind of had a feeling that, you know, it could happen. He could maybe go back to Tampa Bay. Maybe he would go someplace else. But uh, we knew this day was coming. And, And for me, it's all about that Tom Brady realized that he's regressing. And he's he even said last year that the moment that I feel that I can't play at that elite level or I'm regressing a little bit, I'm out. And he just does not want that scrutiny because he's been dealing with it for the last ten years. You know, the guy is approaching forty. Now he's in his forties. Now he's in his mid forties and he's heard from everybody that hey, you know, you're too old you can't do this. And we saw him this year You know, probably have one of his worst years. He had 25 touchdown passes, but still seven yards per completion. That's the lowest since his rookie year. So for me, I just think, you know, Tom Brady said, hey, I I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to embarrass myself. And I think that he kind of felt that way this year,
1: especially in that playoff game against Dallas. And the uncertainty of where he's going to go, now's the time. It was the time, and the sad part of it is, too, is everything that he endured last year. On the field and off the field. It was a major distraction. Nobody, I I mean, we look at athletes and we put them on different, you know, pedestals. I mean, but at the end of the day, they're human beings like you and me. You know, they put their pants on the same way. Their pants might cost more, but they put on the, the same way as we do every day. In the personal life, for the first time, for Tom, it interacted with with his professional life and it was it was a major distraction and i think that locker room there wasn't that unity that rah-rah around tom when he came to tampa because you know bruce arians left you know did bruce arians leave on his own or you know was the pressure there they weren't happy so it just was a fractured system i thought for sure he was done in tampa Fresh start if he wanted to go anywhere if he if he was looking for someplace for maybe that one year bridge gap to play one more year, but at the end of the day, I think his body was the final factor for him, and he 's had enough and it 's not like he doesn 't have something waiting for him he 's got a very lucrative <laughs> contract that he has waiting to talk about the game he 's played for how long
0: on fox yeah, only a, a three hundred and seventy five million dollar deal exactly, all right as we know, the uh, pro Bowl Games, events, whatever you want to call it, is is here in in Las Vegas right now. And uh, last night we had the uh, skills competition. Well, the breaking news is with current Raiders quarterback, Derek Carr. uh, Yes, he won the skills competition, but here's where the real news is, Marco, uh, that he said last night that he will not agree to push back the date of accepting a trade by the Raiders. Now, remember the trigger date, is February the 15th, all right? That's when the $40 million kicks in for his contract this past year and next year. And so by him saying that he is not going to push back that date, will not give the Raiders time to resolve this solution. Here's the quote from Derek Carr. Uh, I don't think it would be best for me of extending the deadline Uh, Carr mentioned that that he and his representatives would still like to uh, be authorized to speak to potential trade partners and other teams, but the Raiders have not yet granted that permission. So Carr has a no-trade clause in his contract, so he can refuse to go anywhere, and he said that he would use it if he deemed it necessary. So as of right now, um, the Raiders are probably just going to have to outright release him, which they don't want. They have to find a trade partner that is going to be acceptable to Derek Carr and again if he's still on this roster February 15th you know Mm -hmm. coming up here you know
1: 10 12 days from now he's getting 40 million I don't think the Raiders want that to happen no they don't and obviously there's there can't not be. There has to be some animosity in the way that it was handled uh, with him, his perception. And I thought when you were going through the skills competition, you were going to give the quote that he gave when he got interviewed. Uh, I don't know who was interviewing, but asked you know, man, you were hot. I said, have you ever been that hot with uh, throwing uh, passes here in Vegas? And he answered, apparently not. That's why I'm no longer here. <laughs>
0: Here is uh, Derek Carr talking after the skills competition yesterday specifically about his future with the Raiders. Not that hot. Uh, that's probably why I'm going somewhere else.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Nice. Well, well, if this was your... There it is. Uh, you, that's why I, <laughs> I'm probably going someplace else. So so crazy. I don't know. Uh Raiders quarterback situation. So now they probably focus their attention on Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe Lamar Jackson, or maybe it's Jared Stidham. And I I believe that if you're Jared Stidham, you're going to take a long, hard look at the, at the Raiders and say, well, don't you believe in me or what? Now, he was in the Patriots. The whole reason Josh McDaniels brought him here was because the familiarity and, you know, he could maybe be the guy after you know whatever happened with Derek Carr. Well, Derek Carr is gone now, so you flirt with Brady. Is what you know, and I'm not even sure that's true. You're trying to flirt with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that's a good fit either. Because why do you want aging guys? There's, it's a stopgap, and the Packers hold all the cards there. Same thing. I'm saying the same thing this year that we said at this time last year. So that's why Rodgers is more likely to be back in Green Bay. But if he's going to force a trade the Packers would probably force the trade to an AFC team. I could see that. But the Packers are going to require too many assets. And the Raiders don't have those assets. And the Raiders need so much help on both sides of the ball. Secondary and defensive secondary. The offensive line. And you're going to mortgage all that for maybe a guy you're going to have for one year. And he's declined. Rogers has declined as well too. So as much as Devonta Adams said, I'd like to have him here. But I just don't think that's a a great situation for the Raiders. Then you bring up Garoppolo. Okay, well, there's the New England connection, this and that. We heard what Kyle Shanahan said at the Niners Press Conference yesterday. He's out. He's not going to be there. So Garoppolo's on the market. Probably makes some sense. But I'm not sure that he is better than Jared Stidham at this point
1: in time right now. Yeah, and Jimmy Garoppolo's going to be coming from the NFC where I said when we talked on Monday – if I'm a free agent, I want to go to the NFC because there's too many dominant teams in the AFC right now and dominating quarterbacks. I want to be in the other league. Your path to the Super Bowl is easier there. But to go back to the Raiders, if they would go after Aaron Rodgers, the money you would have to spend, not even talking about what you've got to give up to get him, him and Devontae Adams is going to take up too much money of your salary. Yeah. Where do you fix? Where do you improve the team to have the money to to do the things that this team needs? You still got a lot of work on defense. The offensive line needs work. Uh, I don't see that as a fit. Mm. Jimmy Garoppolo, they'll be able to get cheaper, but mm. is Jimmy Garoppolo really an upgrade from Derek Carr? I don't think so. I, I again.
0: Garoppolo was with a great team with the San Francisco 49ers. Offensive scheme, yes. I mean, so both sides of the ball. I mean, and you can make that same argument when he was with the Patriots uh, as well, too. But when he came to San Francisco, great defense, uh, plenty of weapons offensively. You're not going to be having that with the Raiders. So, I I just I don't know. In the Lamar Jackson thing, I'm not a fan of Lamar Jackson. I'm not sure that you know that the better Lamar Jackson is is down the road here. I, I don't know. I'm just, again, there's a lot of issues there. And it's going to cost you a ton of money right. as well. So, believe it or not, you might be better off with just Jared Sinema. If you're going to go with this, you know, trying to build a team, you got to build it the right way, not the stopgap stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the where the Raiders situation, you know, lies right now. Now, um, as of yesterday... You know, that's what Carr was saying. That was his quote yesterday, was he was saying that, hey, the Raiders are not allowing me or my agents to talk with other teams. Well, Adam Schefter is reporting today that the Raiders have granted Carr permission to speak with other teams interested in trading for him, and they also agreed to compensation with the Raiders. So this kind of Adam Schefter saying is really it's the same arrangement that the Texans had with quarterback Deshaun Watson last off season. So if that happened, then that's that's recent because Carr said last night that that wasn't the case.
1: Well, the Raiders are trying to get something out of this. They don't want to walk away empty-handed, so they got to try to work with Carr however they can because if they release flat out re- release them, they get nothing. Right, and they're really going to look bad uh, if they don't find a solution and they have to go with Jason Stidham and that doesn't work out now you use the phrase stopgap. if they want to utilize their funds and draft picks this year to beef up the holes that they have take this season as a, a rebuilding year and think that there's better quarterbacks in next year's draft class because I don't see a franchise quarterback in this year's draft do you? No, no. I mean,
0: not coming out of college. Yeah. I, I, I don't see that. Ah, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. All right. If you're going to the Pro Bowl on Sunday, <laughs> remember what you're getting. You're getting flag football. You're going to have three fields. You're not even going to recognize the fields there. All right. And uh, that's what you're getting. All right. You're not getting a real football game, you're getting events. What you're getting. So, um, bless you if you're going. Enjoy. Have a good time. But I, I remember fielding all the complaints last year from people. They had no idea they were getting a two-hand touch, fly, uh, a game. You're you're getting flag football tournament now. You know, uh, in skills competition.
1: At so. least when it was in Hawaii, you had Hawaii. You had Hawaii exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here today at the Westgate inside the uh, world-famous Superbook. Uh, appreciate you being here, Marco. As always, we'll be back at it again here uh, next week. We're actually going to be doing the show here Thursday and Friday next week. Oscar Goodman, former mayor of Las Vegas, is going to be joining us. Uh, that's going to be fun. He's going to be getting his Super Bowl bets sound.
1: Will he have showgirls with him? He does travel a lot wow. with the showgirls.
0: It, <laughs> th- that, that, means, that means you're in then, right? <laughs> there you go. Marco <laughs> Beer Thursday and Friday. There it is. <laughs> want well, to uh, thank Jackie Young, the Las Vegas Aces All-Star guard, talking aces uh, here with us today. So we appreciate her uh, joining us. And of course, Jay Cornegay, the vice president of sportsbook operations here at the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. All right. If you missed any part of the show, go to the website. Check out all of our interviews. They're up there under the current interview page. And then uh, on the homepage as well, too, go uh, check out all that stuff. Uh, our interview with Steve Berline with a big-time donut review. That's right. World Famous Donut Review. So check that out on the homepage. That was a lot of fun talking to Berline the other day. Of course, always talking food, desserts, and also an early look at the uh, Super Bowl as well, too. All right, Marco, we'll see you next week, brother. Appreciate you. Marco D'Angelo, wagertalk.com. Go there for his picks. Go to the website, tcmartinshow.com, for everything there. We'll back at it again Monday at 2. Have yourself a great weekend.